And that's why riding in a wagon is good for your knees, but you have to remember to feed the horses every day. Everything with teeth needs food. I have a very simple saying to remember this. Ride a horsey north or south, put some food inside its mouth. That's easy to remember. I want to feed a horse right now. Tricks of the trade, Dirk, my boy. Wow, Daggers, you're a real whelp of knowledge. And you folks at home are lucky to be here for these morsels of high-factose brain syrup. Welcome back to EXPN with Dirk and Daggers, the bad boys of fantasy commentation. We just watched the Motley Masquerade go to an underground dance party. That is to say, a dark elf rave, and hunted down a wanted summoner. I've taken quite a shining to that crew of Motley Might this season. They're truly a basket of fresh-baked bread among greasy boxes of stale donuts. What a fantastic sum-up of the team's vibes. Dirk, I have been gifted with the gift of summarizing anything in one sentence. No way. What about the transient exiles? They're a real piñata full of keys at a padlock party. Brilliant. Truly brilliant. Metal and mana? In a world of picnic tables, that team is a futon. Flawless. Raptors lament? They're a bouquet of fireworks at a gas-powered wedding reception. Nate, I'm speechless. I can tell you were special from day zero, but now I'm ready to run for president of the Daggers Fan Club. Makes me think of a spinning machine made of knives and cudgels. My heart is racing. And that's how you love it. You're a thrill-hungry danger boy. I am. I am. You're a pot of coffee by day and a bottle of hot fudge by night. I feel so seen. Rhonda, I'm going to need a warm towel for my neck and an ice pack for my thighs. Oh, my head is spinning. While Dirk tempers his haunches and hackles, let's get back to some zesty questing and stoic heroics. The Fallow Crown finds themselves on a farm, living up to their name in more ways than one. Elim, now suddenly sobered by Halifon's gracious laying on of hands. That's like the meanest thing you can do as a paladin. (laughs) (laughs) Is coming to and realizing that he has help, true help, for the first time in a long time. Far too easy to seek comfort in bottles. Distraction should be a reward for when the work is done. Indeed. There is much work to be done. Then perhaps come the morning we start. And you do. Before the false dawn of the vertical horizon makes its first appearance, you are all awakened to begin your day of choring. We are going to be entering a long-form skill challenge. Each of you is going to determine some way in which you can assist in the establishment of this farm. Using your best skills and your best face, I want you to come up with at least two different skills that you use and the way you use them. I would like to begin the skill challenge for everybody rolling, I guess, what you could call initiative to see who goes first. Farm initiative. <laughs> Wisdom initiative. This feels very indicative of uh, where it should be for Penny for this one. What do y'all got? Hal has a six. Natural 20. Oof. 24. 11. Two. Nice. So we're going to be starting with Gaspar, moving on to Penny. 
down over to Hal, and then to Iavos. So, the way this is going to work, you guys can reuse skills amongst each other, but you just can't reuse the same skill twice for yourself. You're not necessarily looking for successes, but you are looking to create an interesting and compelling story, and you need successes to do that. Other than that, it's up to you guys to decide what you want to do. Let's start with Gaspar. So, since it's going to take a while for any crops to grow and for them to harvest it and benefit from it, first and probably easiest food source would be small animals. And with the parents' permission, Gaspar is going to teach Estrel to make a few small game traps. Okay. (laughs) What are you going to be rolling for that? Survival. Okay. That makes perfect sense. Go ahead and give me a survival check. That is 13. Okay. That is just shy of a success. Mm -hmm. You find yourself with Estrel in the middle of the nearby woods. She is looking at you very bored and very disinterested. Okay. So some of these creatures might be a little too cute to kill. They're all too cute to kill. But it is for survival. Why can't we just eat this scroll? It makes such noise. They don't reproduce fast enough. Mm, they try to. They do. They just can't I, get it done. I do like fucking. <laughs> <laughs> so we are going to focus on smaller birds. Yes. Just think of them as more scrawl. Okay. And then you can channel your rage <laughs> into capturing and killing them. All right. As you proceed to try and show her the simple trap, setting up seed as bait and these things, she just doesn't seem to retain it well. She gets the gist. She gets an idea of what you're trying to do. And you feel like she could replicate the skill, but you just fail to capture her imagination. She has no born talent for this. (laughs) Well, at least I know she's not a killer. That'll make it easier later. (laughs) Penny. I don't know what happened there. What are you doing? Sorry, did you have something else? No, they're good. Okay. like, what have I done? What what am I doing? (laughs) In a very similar vein... Penny is going to go outside the boundaries of the farm looking for germinating plants, uh, fruits, Ooh. anything like that where she can like collect seeds and take them back or even like identify food sources that are not animal. Both gathering and getting pl- seeds ready for the planting. I like it. Uh, what are you going to roll for that? Uh, perception. Okay, go ahead and roll that bad boy. But watch out for bad boys while you're out there. Nasty boys. Nasty boys. <laughs> 23. Excellent. At first, it's a little slow going. You find some grasses that seem like they have pretty strong stalks and seem to have a pretty good, uh, like a berry output. Eventually, you actually come across some uh, crawling vines that actually have a hearty amount of berries to them. So you manage to grab a big selection of those and you make a note of where they are. After that, you actually start to notice that there is some pretty good vegetation in the area. And so you get a nice hearty yield. You're not exactly sure what each one needs in its soil or how well they'll overlap, but you imagine Iavos will be able to help you with that. Halophon. How long do you want to live, kid? I know. That's not really the best answer. Am I supposed to say, like, 50 cycles? You look chillada? Yeah. What are you doing to make sure that you make it longer than a couple of weeks? Doing my choring. Are you? Yeah. What's your choring like? Muck out the stables, move the hay. That's about it. You gonna do something more exciting? 
Well, like what? Well, Wisteria protected your farm, right? Yeah. I mean, I think. It's not like she protected us from anything specific. At least I don't think she did. Hal snaps the head off of an old rake and, to- and tosses him the headless rake. It's just like a small quarterstaff. What are you doing? You are going to have to learn how to fight. Your sister's not going to be able to. All right. And your mum can't protect this place completely by herself. I mean, she probably can, but yeah, I'm into it. All right. Like, what, just something like this? And he starts, like, kind of spinning it in his hands in a very dopey kid way. I knock it out of his hands and immediately just bonk him straight across the head. (laughs) Oh, what are you doing? Yeah, step one is defense. (laughs) Step two is attacking. Step three is whatever the fuck that was. (laughs) (laughs) We'll get there eventually, maybe. All right. So what are you going to be rolling for this? Can I just use my attack skill? My attack bonus? Or maybe... In- I mean, I could do intimidate, maybe. I feel like something like persuasion would make more sense. Okay. Uh, something in that vein, maybe. Okay. I can do persuasion. Technically, I would say it should be a wisdom roll, but I think charisma makes sense. Because you're you're not so much necessarily trying to be an excellent teacher, so much as just get the kid excited and motivated and yeah. thinking about it. What about performance? Mm. All right. Persuade. Yeah, you know, yeah, hit me with a performance. All I like right. that. I think we'll do performance. Sense. We're going to teach him some forms. 18. Very nice. At first, you're surprised by how well he did. And then you realize his mother is a warrior. And he's a very bored teenager. So, of course, he's going to take to combat like a fucking pig to shit. So, he starts getting a pretty good stance down. He seems to have a solid sense of defense. His attacks are a little weak. But you suspect that's because of hesitation. Because most people don't want to hurt other people. All right. I have one other thing for you. Obviously, I'm not going to be here forever, so I have a gift. All right. I give him the book that Iavos gave me that has the forms and stuff. Oh, cool. I love it. Yeah. The pictures are, they're all right. Ignore the armor. They have no idea how armor on women works, but- Oh, 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 science. That makes perfect sense. You would explain it like an idiot. Look, see here, it, it tells you about why you're doing the thing. Oh, I like this. You can read? Yeah. You have to in order to read the book of the old church. Very good, then. I think you'll get way more use out of this book than I ever was going to. Just yeah. don't tell Iavos I gave it to you. Or do. He might be happy. I like reading. My mum, she taught me. Normally, the parent reads the book to the kids, but oh, I just like reading. I think this will do you a lot of good. All right. Thank you. I attack him. <laughs> he, he almost gets his stick up in time, but then you just wrap him across the skull. Bitter. Much bitter. <laughs> And that makes it Iavos' turn. So Iavos is going to sit down with Ilum and have a rough drawing of the farmland surrounding the farmhouse and give him a little lecture about what to expect with crops that he's not used to, how to use all of the muckings from the scrawl pen, all of the witch thatch that's not thick enough to burn, breaking it down into compost, laying it out in two-inch layers, creating uh, some cover crops, which won't be harvestable, but they'll grow quickly and turn bad soil into good soil. Lots of local grasses, irrigation. I'm just doing a whole farmer's almanac tutorial by drawing little symbols on this map that I've constructed. Okay. And I can open up pages to Opus and show him reference of like sun charts and seasonal planning. Mm, Okay, okay. Uh, What are you going to use for this? Uh, Knowledge, nature. All right, hit me. Can I use Opus to aid me as a new day? You can indeed. 
All right. So yeah, I'm just writing him a how-to guide and explaining uh, the importance of different crop cycles. Mm, boy, I love rolling so bad when my skills are so good. I got an eleven. So you try to show him some basic ideas. You get the you get the concept across to him, and he kind of is able to cobble it together from what he knows. The trouble that you're finding is that Opus is resistant to give you information about error, either because he doesn't know it or because it just he just doesn't have enough of it yet. Mm-hmm. Elam turns to you, and he says, "Look, this is all useful information when when the seasons are as you say they are. The problem is here. I mean, really everywhere. Maybe not in the aether wastes." But here, the seasons come like winds. They come on hard, and then they pass just as quickly. It's impossible to know when they're going to come. Mind you, I've seen summer's last days, and I've seen winter's last cycles. Then perhaps we should focus on diversifying the crops, things that can thrive in multiple seasons. And I don't know how gifted you are in mathematics, but... I'm sure there's some pattern that we could look at over time and learn how to predict what is coming based on the signs of the previous season. All right. And that brings us back to Gaspar. Seeing as the field has been untouched for a while, Gaspar and his Volpidex will attempt to till it using these nice foxy burrowy hands. (laughs) All right. Uh, So we're going to clear some rocks, you know, get some deep burrowing in there. And really mess up this soil. Pick those stones. All right, what yep. are you going to do for that? You know, we're going to try animal handling. I'm going to famously roll seven or eight somewhere near there. Yeah. So I already know what it's going to be, but one can hope. <laughs> and this is all part of the journey. I'm going to try and convince my Volpidex to burrow and not absolutely destroy the farm or just burrow one tunnel and just be done and just make this a home. <laughs> or burrow away and then I'll never find it. So, yeah, I'm going to try and contain the beast <laughs> until this soil is as organized as I can. Sure. Go ahead and give me the roll. Here it is. Ooh, how about a nine this time? Even better. We're at a four. <laughs> Boy, I cannot get this thing under control. It's just not meant to be. As you attempt to try and coerce bribe and in sometimes intimidate your Volpidexa. It seems totally unwilling. And at one point or another, it even starts running around the farmland, uh, almost like nipping at you, like it's trying to get you to play. It does manage to tear up some of the soil, but not in any way that's meaningful. I think it does such a good job of nipping me and getting me to play that, yeah, Gaspar just winds up playing in the field. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. Little kid doesn't want to do anything. <laughs> this one, I, I'm gonna be a truant child as well. You throw in your head, and it's running and getting it, and then bringing it back, and then you throw it again. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Penny, that's your up. What is Gaspar doing? It just looks like he's fucking around. <laughs> I don't know, but looks like he's having fun. Huh? <laughs> 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 well. Maybe maybe I'll do some of that later. Okay, what I want to do is Iavos is trying to pass on a lot of really complicated information that he knows very well and is very new to them. So I want to take all of Iavos's teachings and codify them into easier to understand, just like stories, parables, uh, phrases, 
and I want to make a performance of it to kind of just give everybody a version that will stick with them better. Okay, I like that. What are you going to roll for that? Performance. I, you know, I heard it, and then I asked. It's all good. <laughs> Penny kind of makes a lot of assumptions about what they will and will not be able to understand. And those assumptions turn out wrong with a total of nine. She makes the dick squirrels the main character in the parables and really loses the plot. Um, look, um, Penny, was it? Yes. Well, um, you've wrote some really marvelous stories, really fantastic. I don't think they teach anything, though. Um, Astro likes them. She's having a, a bear of a time. But um, maybe uh, maybe instructional writing is in your strong suit. <clears throat> but I just got to the best part. The, the squirrel has, has just found a wishing rock, and it's about to get very exciting. <laughs> <laughs> That's very good. You, you keep writing, I guess. <laughs> that brings us back to Hal. <laughs> the, the simple fact of the matter here is... There's a lot of just hard physical labor that needs to be done. And Hal's the strongest person for miles. So I'm going to do some wood cutting. I'm going to do some stone removal. You know, be out there in the field with my hammer. Yeah. Smacking rocks. I love it. Yep. All right. Go ahead and give me a roll. Is that, I'm guessing, athletics? It's going to be constitution athletics. Constitution athletics. Actually, that makes perfect sense. This is sustained work. Yeah. Sustained, difficult work. You're not just trying to lift up a big rock. You're basically spending an entire fucking 12-hour period just laboring. After the the ice storm that we had here, I can say that wood chopping is definitely a constitution skill, not a strength skill. Absolutely. <laughs> 15. Nice. Uh, that is definitely a success. You know, you just kind of plug away at it, uh, you know, task after task. And honestly, for the first time in a long time, you feel like you're able to just fall into the zone and not have to worry about anything. The stones come clean and easy. The tilling goes smoothly enough for a single person without any kind of pack animal or beast of burden. And in time, you find that you've managed to clear up quite a bit of the work. How's making y'all look like jackasses? <laughs> I'm, I'm saving the rocks for construction of some kind. That's fair. And that makes it I have a turn. Oh. So one thing this family seems to be missing as well as, you know, manageable farmland right now is faith. Mm. So at one of the later evenings when the Volkov sphere is hidden for a brief period of time and the error equivalent of night is there, I'll take the family and the team out to the field and mutter a gentle prayer to the withering acre with them, holding hands with the family, letting them hear the words, Father, mother, daughter, son, those no longer with us. Bless this land, for in our survival, so too shall it flourish. Feed us, warm us, and with our hands we will bless you in continuance. And uh, enacting a religious ceremony to help the land not fight them. Make it an ally. I like that. Go ahead and give me that roll. I sure wish at some point the skill rolls would reflect what I'm built for. I <laughs> Just know, at right? one point. There's, there's nothing. This is <laughs> this is artwork that I have rolled here. <laughs> You've rolled modern art. <laughs> it's a big messy pile of dice. Perfect. I'm going to give you advantage because these people follow you as a part of their religion now, and the land bends to their will. Mm, pity roll. I love oh, it. you fucking know it, baby. 
16. There you go. Plus 6 is 22. I was actually planning on giving to you anyway, just because one, that was a good poem. And two, yes, I do specifically feel like in this context, because of the religious significance, Mm. you get it. Anyway. And that one was right out of the ass. (laughs) (laughs) It's not a note. That was not a law note poem. (laughs) Beautifully done. After your prayer, you all turn in for the night. And the next day, the soil seems not as hard. The rocks seem fewer. The scrawl, more obedient. And everything just goes a little bit easier. And the family feels a little bit more confident. And that brings us back to the top of the initiative with Gaspar. After Gaspar's done fucking around with the Volpidex, uh, not doing chores, sees that there's a bunch of witch's thatch, a bunch of lumber still available. And these could be used to make trapping fences. Mm, okay. Maybe catch some game for some immediate food. And the way things have been going, he maybe needs a little bit of help. So Gaspar recruits Hal. Just tell me where to work, and I'll do the hard work. <laughs> we're, we're digging a trench for uh, uh, irrigation. All right, I'll get the shovel. No, no, not you. <laughs> the idea of you digging, like, basically, like, a mile of fucking irrigation. <laughs> now, I don't know how to do large-scale construction to make this effective. Well, it's basically, it's like building a palisade around the farm, except we're not going to build a palisade. We're going to build a palisade with holes in it with another palisade on the other side, on the other side, on the other side, until we get a funnel. And then we're going to dig a hole. I'm very good and trained at destroying palisades and fortifications, (laughs) not building them. Okay, so I'll build a whole palisade, and then you knock a hole in it, and it'll be perfect. Yes. (laughs) All right, so what are you going to be rolling? Fortification. (laughs) How's a good old intelligent survival? Okay, I like that. We're using our brains today. It's a 20 total. Hey, nice. Juicy. It doesn't take you long to try to formulate how best to use the witch's thatch for this purpose. You don't need to use that much to create a trap fence. Just enough to drive an animal towards the center. And after enough work and help from Hal, the two of you are able to actually build a decent decent trap fence out of it and it does corral it towards a simpler fence that they can eventually turn into a corral so we're not catching a penny oh oh (laughs) hal we caught one (laughs) yeah it sounds like a deer i didn't know there were deer here i did not see deer tracks (laughs) quick before it breaks the trap yeah they're pretty good jumpers As you run up to your trap, you see Penny, her ankle caught, her other leg kicking as she flops around. (laughs) What the hell? There was a little trail of treats and it's led here. (laughs) Oh! (laughs) We'd probably best get her out of there. That distress call might get too much attention from your Volpidex. (laughs) I look over in the dark shadows of the tree line red gold eyes just (laughs) gently glowing in the darkness (laughs) perfect so what are you doing penny once penny is free from that trap it it works it works really good (laughs) okay penny is also going to enlist help for her it's from iavos because i believe he knows the mold earth spell true and uh, Penny has an idea. 
And so we are going to use that spell to kind of excavate kind of an underground, uh, I don't want to say hole, but like a like a chamber, which... Fancy hole. Right, which we're <laughs> going to use as sort of an animal enclosure because Penny is going to use the flute of the Chiroptera no to summon shit. bats. <laughs> because... The description explicitly says that they do not disappear after they're summoned. They do not. They are part of the ecosystem forever. <laughs> so we're going to make a uh, bat colony that's going to like hunt insects and just keep everything nice and also produce guano for this farm. Okay, so here's the thing. If you're already breaking the seal on bringing foreign animals into this world, there's no reason not to use the seeds you brought anyway. <laughs> I was gonna, I was literally about to say, like, we're instructed like not to tamper with the ecosystem of air, and this whole time we've just been fucking it up. <laughs> well, I mean, who's gonna find out? We're it's trying like, to save a family. It's, it's not like the commissioner's gonna come down here. What's he gonna do? Yeah, go, Everybody go. knows adventurers are invasive species. What's, exactly. What's the ancient gold dragon going to do? Yeah, come on. What's he gonna do? <laughs> nothing <laughs> okay that's amazing all right uh, what are you gonna roll for that um i would like to do animal handling okay that is a dirty 20 mm, i'm beautiful jealous. the piping of the flute is haunting and piercing and as you blow a smoke begins to billow out from the flute itself and then solidifies into bats that all begin looking for their prey. Oh shit, they're vampire bats. <laughs> they won't eat the insects at all. They're just going to exsanguinate the chickens. <laughs> when they realize there isn't any prey, they begin simply acting as the animals do. Nesting, mating, eating, what have you. Being cute as fuck. Mm -hmm. I love bats so much. It's not long before they manage to make their home inside of the small unnatural cave that you've built. And the considerable amount of guano they produce would be more than enough to fertilize this farm, especially with some help from the Skrull. And that makes it Halifon's turn. All right. I think we've got fertilizer. We've got something resembling tilling in the field. I think we found some crops-ish. Yeah, we just need a way to water these crops that isn't backbreaking. Sure. Hal's skills do not lie in construction of complex aqueducts or anything like that. <laughs> That's what this farm needs is an aqueduct. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> couldn't hurt. Yeah. Okay, we can't make you a good farm, but we can make you a kick-ass aqueduct. <laughs> <laughs> but what I can do is play with a fox and convince it to help me dig a channel from the river over here. Perfect, perfect. Obviously, Gaspar's problem was in trying to force it to work. I'm going to trick it into playing. That's very good. Okay, how are you going to do that? Charisma deception. Beautiful. No. <laughs> Beautiful. Give me the roll. A literal foxhole. Yeah. <laughs> What's a DC? That would be a 14. Okay, good, because I rolled a 12 plus 2. Oh, my God. <laughs> I was like, Yeet. It It gets a little wild. It gets a little hairy. It digs just in and out in weird spots, but it definitely does do the job. It's not long before a channel is dug near enough to the farm that the family can do the rest of the work. And you think that with regular flooding, which you presume must be the case in really any place with a river, they should be able to effectively water their farm. Nice. Gaspar takes notes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. We have like a, a 
channel you made that's just like <laughs> yeah, it just slinks around. Yeah, it's definitely it's like a little a little. Does this loop the loop do anything? <laughs> yeah, that area in the center is going to be really well watered. It's completely <laughs> surrounded on all sides. And finally, that brings us to Iavos. Uh, Iavos, having done as much as he can educating in the ways of the farm, is going to spend some time with the mother. She's a warrior, and she has been taking care of this family for a long time, but there may be tricks about preserving food that she does not yet know. Mm. I'm going to show her how to make a little last a long time, how to use for example, like if we introduce them some tubers like Penny would have found out in the woods probably, uh, it, using the tops of them for food as well. Um, mm. Cutting the tops off of carrots to make pesto, for example. Ooh, okay. Like using the whole buffalo, as it were. <laughs> yeah. And making pickles, not throwing things out, turning them into stocks, and uh, just helping in the kitchen to make what little in their larder lasts and what new things we introduce become more uh, helpful. And I will, now that you know, we've all pretty much fucked the ecosystem of this farm up permanently. <laughs> Not a lot of the seeds we bought were for crops, but some of them were for herbs mm-hmm. that uh, she can use, you know, for medicine for the family, flavoring for if you're going to have a really weak ass bread and water stew, might as well taste super good. Yeah. So help her sow a little herb garden. I like it. And I think I'm going to try to use intelligence herbalism. That makes perfect sense to me. Can I guidance myself? You know, I think so. I haven't I done it so. yet in any of these skills challenges. Yeah, I'd say in this case, that's fine. Because I'm going to ask, you know, my sister to help. Oh, okay. She's the one that taught me how to sow herbs. Thank God. Fucking skill <laughs> challenge, finally. Actually, I rolled really good on the D4, too. That's a 28. Ooh, God damn. It's not long before you're able to draw up what is basically a fucking home ec guide, top to bottom, on how to survive with bullshit in your fridge. Mm-hmm. Um, Pickled bread. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you managed to very well educate both her and her daughter, and even the husband pops in periodically to kind of gather what information he can. It takes some time. Though your failures here were early, you eventually get all of them right. Your almanac is built, and you start to get an idea of how error works, and you feed some of that to Opus. Penny, you created an effective uh, guide to the local flora and fauna, Gaspar, you and Hal together using your combined intelligence and combined might along with your <laughs> I'm pretty sure our combined intelligence Big might be lower fox. than Iavos. I'm smart. <laughs> oh, that's right. That's right. You're smart. We're just both unwise. Never mind. <laughs> but the two of you together managed to formulate everything you need to do to uh, build healthy defenses, to make sure that the place is well organized. Your engineering skills together are remarkable and you definitely both have fantastic talent for doing the work. And that's what this took, work. And after a couple of weeks, this farm that was once a desolate wasteland overshadowed by a dark half-god is now slowly but surely beginning to thrive. And it is you they have to thank for it. Uh, Excuse me, Mr. Rusperow. Yes, Tomas? Uh, sorry to interrupt, but Lord Maderin said you would want to see this right away. This is today's paper? Yes, Mr. Raspero. Uh, thank you, Tomas. Can I get anything for you, sir? How is the Carvesian Melora? Oh, it is excellent, sir. Uh, phase two from the Lagmire era. Strong earthy notes and a mellow spice. I'll take a bottle and the Narlin Coulee with parsnip grunt. 
Your chef knows how I take it. Of course, sir. Very good, sir. Let's see what's so urgent for my eyes. Hmm. Oh, the White Sun warp races are coming up. I'll have to make a note to put a Quinn on the Omen Dagger 3. No. No, not that. War in Roi 10 is still waging. Well, no surprise there with the trade restrictions in effect. Stop calling them rebels and have the balls to call them what they are. Working class. Oh, right. Where was I? Huh. Looks like the gutter snipes finally got that trench coat sponsorship. Good for them. Well, nothing too exciting here. Wait. What's this? Is that... It can't be. Uh, Tomas? Tomas? Ah, uh, yes, Mr. Aspero? Have that wrapped up and sent to my room. I'll be packing. My vacation just came to an end. We're about to witness a planar phenomenon, a keyhole between worlds that only marketing can penetrate. Join me as we glimpse into the adverse. Greetings, adventurers. Today we're excited to introduce you to a new story, Dark Dice, a horror podcast that blurs the line between actual play and audio drama, where the story is determined by the roll of the dice. Six adventurers embark on a journey into the ruinous domain of the Nameless God. They will never be the same again. One of the players is not what they seem after a doppelganger, a creature that can assume the form and voice of whatever it kills, infiltrates the team. As the players are picked off and replaced one at a time, can they figure out who the monster is before it's too late? Can you? Here's a quick example of what our show sounds like. The, uh, shambler with the jar of liquid inside of him. Soren Arkwright let loose an arrow that cracked the glass, passing through the spine of the creature. The Shambler still managed to maintain its forward momentum, but stumbled as it eagerly tried to bite and swipe at Soren, landing near his feet. As Jeff Goldblum has now joined our cast, Dark Dice is available however you listen to podcasts. And now a reading of the Jabberwockin. Twas Mogli in the festered trough, did damp and fragrify the bush. All tangled was the trouser wows, and crusty fuzzled was the tush. Beware the puba thatch, my child, with roots that itch and strands that hide. Beware the bush bush patch, be wild, invasive of the nostrilide. He took the lawnmower 4.0. Purchased from Manscaped.com, long had the curlies been his foe. Buzzed smooth became the pubaton. His nostrils cleaned of sniffed mane. The weed whacker bore his tunnels pure. The potion smoothed and unguents tamed. Did fragrify with new allure. One, two, one, two, and through and through. The trimming tools went buzz and whack. His flesh exposed, no fuzz imposed, a statuesque hog neck and sack. And hast thou slayed the trouser funk? Come to my arms, my lover true. Oh, fragrant day, Kalu Kalei, you use the promo L-U-Q. Manscaped.com, the place to buy. New tools and tinctures just for you. Please use the code for one-fifth off which comes with freest shipping, too. 
Fear not the bramble crotch, my dears, for buzzard blades shall serve thy skin. Use Manscaped for the bestest deals. These savings are a total win. Wow. Hey cuties, it's your mid-roll. I'm gonna talk to you like it's a mid-roll. It's almost the end of the year, and I think what I'm most grateful for are all of the amazing cuties supporting our show, giving us reviews and feedback, hanging with the cast on the Discord, and giving us all a reason to work together on this wonderful project. You are so appreciated, and I hope that the new year makes your numbers grow. The new website layout is waiting for your eyes at theluq.com. And while you're there, check out the merch page with new items up, more coming, and just between you and me, we have some very special merch coming in the very near future. Also check out the cast bios with links to the performer's social media and more, and galleries of behind-the-scene images. You still have time to get on Twitter to be part of the Kraken Dice giveaway. There'll be many more giveaways coming soon, so stay tuned. But this one is still quite winnable. Would you like to be written into the meta of the show? You can join our Patreon as a member of the Battle Axis, where a character that you build can be put into one of the teams of the universe and made part of the story when it fits. If you're already on the Battle Axis tier and you have any questions about getting your character mentioned on the show, reach out to us on the Discord. You can get a ton of killer D&D content and bonus episodes at the lower tiers, or you can be mentioned with your legendary team every mid-roll at the other top tiers. Our current legendary teams are the Titans Rise, the Twilight Concord, the Forgotten Legacy, and this week's featured team, the Ceaseless Horde, with Dave Mladenoff, Daniel Pickens-Jones, Patch Perryman, and Jeff Ammons. For info on getting ads or personal messages on the show, contact admin at slapdashstudios.com. Our P.O. Box is 230091 Tigard, Oregon, 97281. Please don't send us any homemade food or drinks. But fan art? Why, that would be lovely. We just posted some more on Twitter, so go check it out. Follow us at twitch.tv forward slash slapdash streams where we're giving away even more Kraken dice. It's absurdly easy to win these amazing dice. They have been so kind in sending their wonderful products to our followers, even though our Twitch audience isn't even that big. Yet. Mondays, we premiere new episodes of LUQ hosted by Dungeon Mistress Dana. Wednesdays, me and Zach play our Pokemon Soul Link Cooperative Nuzlocke. And Thursday night is Penny Plays. And you can join me on various weekday mornings streaming before I leave for work and just chatting with the cuties. It's a nice time. Oh, and if you listen to the show on Spotify, you can leave reviews on the podcast now. If you have a moment and want to send them your love for LUQ, we'd appreciate it. Thank you so much. And from everyone at Slapdash, we hope you have a wonderful holiday and a great new year. But enough out of me. Let's get you back to the battle axis. Is he a warlord? Or a leech? Or a demi-leech? Or a necromancer? A mumsy? Dark overlord? Office manager? Y'all need some minions. Come on down to Finian's Minions. We got them by the gross. Low HP, low AC, low prices, high numbers. He's good for patrolling, sweeping, quarterly reports, hunting impacts, deactivating traps, filling mass graves, and make a great snack for bigger, stronger monsters. The utility is truly a wonder. We got Colberts, Goblins, Skeletons, Zombers, Frogmen, Meppets, Breaches, Imps, and Interns, and so much more. The more you buy, the more you save. These minions can't be beat. Well, actually, they can be beat quite easily. But these deals, they can't be beat. Right. We know you're sitting on a pile of gold. Bring it on down and invest in the economy by hiring disposable employees. 
Minions, Minions, both Minion Warehouse. You'll say thanks a Minion. Elim and Stremus Farm has finally come into its own. It will be some time before it is fully functional with enough food to survive comfortably, but you have done everything you can to lay the groundwork for their future. The morning before the day of your departure, Elim approaches you, hat in hand, ringing. Hello. Um, <laughs> I, um, I wanted to thank you, all of you, so much. It's not, um, it's not often that folk in, uh, in this place come with kindness in their hearts, especially after you tried to do them harm. I would like to invite you to the Feast of I.M., uh, which is tonight. Um, <clears throat> Strema is ma- making a, a feast of the things that you have brought, and uh, we'd very much like your company. Well, we're not leaving until tomorrow anyway. And I have my friends to thank as much as you do. This was my ambition to help your farm. They were kind enough to lend their aid and intelligence. Good. Well, until then. He turns and puts his hat back on and continues working. I haven't seen him have a drop in weeks. Reality can be sobering. Mm. I mean, we were going to stay for dinner anyway if it's a feast that they celebrate. Yeah. Makes no difference to me. I'll be wearing my armor at dinner, just in case. <laughs> Fair enough. And I am curious about their holiday. Hopefully this one doesn't involve sacrifice. (laughs) I'll be ready. Don't you worry. Fool me once. Is there anything any of you would like to do in preparation for the feast, whether that be making some dish, uh, preparing some object, uh, or anything that you wish? Spicy cat salad? (laughs) (laughs) I think it'd be funny if I almost did the spicy cat salad, but he actually made it good. Right. (laughs) Spicy cat super salad. This is mole-aid cat with collard greens. (laughs) (laughs) He says pointedly looking at each of you. (laughs) And dandelions. (laughs) It's it's funny you mention that because I think Ayavos is actually going to try to make like a dandelion pie. Oh. Oh, that sounds lovely. Yeah. Okay. Okay. That sounds great. Anybody else? Penny, who throughout this process of helping out on the farm has been like a little pensive and a little in her head and thoughtful, at some point is going to kind of slip away and have a conversation with Iavos. Okay. He's collecting dandelions. Indeed. Just like tucking them right into the big blanket I carry around like a basket. Iavos. Hello, dear Penny. Have you come to help me pick dandelions? Um, I would like to, Yes. There is um, something I wanted to talk to you about. Oh, uh, realizing that this is not just a fun little hangout, he's going to tie up his bundle and face her respectfully. Yes, uh, of course, dusting his hands off. Uh, speak your mind, please. How How do you forgive so easily? Well, uh, a fine question. I. It may not make sense, I just... In some ways, some of the things that I've been feeling feel so new. I've felt angry before, but every time I look at these people, the feelings of betrayal and anger come back. 
I don't know how to stop them. Tell me, Penny, uh, your home world of Evdemonia. I understand that it was a beautiful place. Would you say that while you were there, you experienced very many moments of desperation? I would not know. Everything felt easy there. I don't wish it upon anyone to experience several moments of desperation, but it can impart us with a great deal of empathy. These emotions are new and complicated to you, but if it helps you to understand my perspective, most of the most sinister acts or things that we feel betrayed by or things that appear cruel are done from a desperation we are not aware of in the minds of others. Not always. It is important to look into such things and understand the meaning behind them, but this family, they were acting on faith. It's what they've known their entire life. And if they didn't do it, they believed that their lives would end. It was all they knew. Therefore, in understanding this, I can find forgiveness quite easily. You're so ready to draw steel when someone threatens one of your friends, without necessarily knowing why or what the uh, consequences may be. That is what they are feeling for their family. So I suppose it's situational, but it's important to understand other people's struggles, to better understand our own. I know that you are right about that. In truth, for any of you, I would, I hate to say it, gladly feed someone to a vine monster. <laughs> and I suppose I hadn't considered that. In, th in that instance, maybe that is wrong. You've given me a lot to think about. Thank you. I think it's very exciting you'll get to experience empathy. It's like a reward for suffering in many ways. Makes it more worth it. You understand hunger and pain in others once you experience it on your own. Anyway, uh, I have a pie to bake, and less light to do it in. Can I help? I can tell you which of these smell the tastiest. That would be wonderful. It's been a long and back-breaking, dirty week for Hal. And these people live pretty close to a river. So, in prep for the feast, Hal's going to go down to the river, kind of strip down and just jump in. And I'm going to do some uh, catfishing. Okay. I'm going to see if I can find some just big-ass catfish that decides to bite the wrong hand and and drag its butt back to the farm. I love it. I love it. Okay, cool. So Hal's going to go down to the river, strip down, jump in, and I'm going to look in sort of covered little nooks and eddies anywhere I can find like an overhang on the bank and see if I can noodle me a catfish. <laughs> I think Hal would enjoy this because it's both swimming and wrestling at the same time. And at the end, you get food, which makes this the perfect activity. Absolutely. So do you want a strength survival check? I want a sleight of hand in <laughs> athletics. All right. All right, I can do that. So sleight of hand is going to be, what do I get? Plus one to this. Uh, that's a 16. That is more than enough, yep. Yep. Can I rage for my athletics check 
If I get if I get bit, can I just rage in response and then rip <laughs> whatever it is out of the water? Only if you flavor it as stepping out of the water and you get dried off because you ignite in flame. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm down with that. I, cook the catch. It's not my ruling. I didn't mean to <laughs> cook the catfish from the inside. I love it. Yeah, I hellish rebuke the catfish. <laughs> <laughs> I don't actually have hellish rebuke, but. You bit the wrong noodle. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So as soon as as soon as something clamps down on my hand, uh, Hal in response just rages and activates his his awesome R ability and just bursts out of the water <laughs> in fire and fishy death. I love it. That's so good. Go ahead and roll me the athletics. Athletics with advantage for rage. That is a 19. That is more than enough. You feel something clamp down in your hand and you lift it out as hard as you can and you feel quite a bit of resistance. And what you pull clear is in no way a catfish. Instead, what you see is what looks like a giant sucker wrapped around your your wrist. And then that sucker feeds into something that looks kind of like a beak that is now starting to move up to try and clamp down on the rest of your arm. And then below that beak is what looks like a series of tentacles, but not like the seven or eight that you might catch on a normal cephalopod. Instead, there's dozens of them hanging off of it like a big sheet of wet, moppy hair. And they start to frill and open and 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 basically go buck wild. <laughs> oh, shit, it's a Cthulhu fish. <laughs> <laughs> go ahead and roll me a melee attack to try and break its beak before it breaks your arm. Oh, well, I'm on fire now, so it's probably not going to have a good time chewing on me, but all right. Melee attack? Yeah. All right. Uh, Went down to the creek and caught one of them Eldritch whores. <laughs> <laughs> Can I reckless attack? Go ahead. Go fucking nuts. <laughs> it's it's not it. so much as you hitting it as just smashing it to a rock. Nobody breaks my arm but me. Total of 20. <laughs> that is more than enough. You find an immediately nearby a big rock and you smash its beak on it with your own hand inside of the fucking animal. Because it is a reckless attack, I'm going to say you actually hurt yourself and you take 1d4 bludgeoning damage from the impact. That's fine. I'm raging. Yeah, that's going to be another 2 damage on top of you there. Is that already reduced? Uh, no. <laughs> so that's 1 damage. You, you smack your hand and you give yourself a nice hearty bruise, but now this completely defenseless weird-ass sucker beast is uh, attached to your arm, ready to be eaten. <laughs> nice. Uh, Gaspar, what would you like to do? <laughs> Laying before Gaspar are sorted different colored pebbles a few pieces of wood that are roughly carved into somewhat familiar shapes a piece of vellum that has been painted uh, with several grids and symbols a few homemade cards and Gaspar is explaining to Elim and Elishua the rules of Quintopoly <laughs> It's an able top game. It's an able top board game. Honestly, I love it because it's it's quintessence, but it's also poly is in like uh, plural creatures. So you've got (laughs) that's so good. Oh my god, the rule book's like nine hundred pages long. (laughs) Yeah, it it updates. There isn't even a rule book. It's like you either know and you win, or you don't and you lose. (laughs) So the technique is to buy all the upgrades, but never get to the next tier. Mm -hmm. That way. Nothing else is available for anybody else to upgrade. <laughs> and you stop production and progress for everybody else <laughs> while maintaining control and you choke each other out. Really warning them against economic systems. Huh? Just in general, they're like, we're going to stick to barter. <laughs> no, no, no. You need to learn to hate this and then we can dismantle it. 
<laughs> Half need- the fun of the game is breaking it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> when you finally build up the rage to topple this game off of the table, I will know that you are ready. <laughs> you spend a lovely day collecting dandelions, catching eldritch horrors, teaching children about capitalism. Board games. and eventually the false dusk begins to set in a bell is rung in the distance it's time for the feast you come in and everybody is wearing their best clothing which admittedly is sparse but functional they are all dressed well and they are all cleaned and combed and ready for the evening don't you all look quite the picture thank you Uh, Please understand as we join you that we're not familiar with any kind of customs or symbolism for this holiday, but we wish to be respectful of it. We're not devout practitioners. We don't adhere to the old ways. We prefer to just sit around the table with people we love, be kind, share food, and tell the story of the beginning of the old church. That sounds quite educational. I brought up high. (laughs) Thank you very much. Hal sits closest to the door and just sits his sword next to his chair. (laughs) At that point, Strama comes in and she is also wearing her full armor and bearing a weapon that looks like a kind of arced club with a heavy round knob at the end. Oh, this was the attire. Let me just load my crossbow too. (laughs) (laughs) No, it's just not uncommon for us to kind of, you know, wear what our families wore when we were young. So she sits down. And the rest of them join them. Everything smells wonderful. Everything before you looks absolutely delicious. It looks like they have roasted a scrawl in a spatchcock style. There are greens and herbs that you've helped them to grow and find. Uh, It looks like there are multiple hot cereals made from the grains that were left over that they weren't going to be able to use. Does anybody else have any dishes they'd like to describe? Squirrel on the cob. Squirrel on the cob is very good. Any other dishes you guys would like to see at this feast? I think the uh, multi-tentacled squid monster has been... I I know it's an Australian thing and not a Kiwi thing. Mm -hmm. I say Australian in the most generous of terms here. But it's basically a bloomin' onion, but it's a squid. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, basically a giant calamari ball. Yeah. Yeah. A bloomin' calamari, sign me up. Yeah. yeah. Fucking God. I just ate a burrito and I want to eat the shit out of a bloomin' (laughs) calamari. I Same. Same on both. And I'm sure there's a, a lovely berry compote. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. What what was left of the witch's tear has been mixed down into various dishes. There is a rosemary and witch's tear syrup. There are what looks like little tea cakes that have had little pieces of witch's tear kind of fed throughout it. And that musky flavor is everywhere. But you've noticed that as time has gone on, the smell of it has diminished somewhat and has been replaced with the smell of wet earth and growing things. Do we have a smashed tuber? Absolutely. Numerous smashed tubers. Some of them are a little fibrous because this area is not heavily domesticated. But you imagine that after enough generations, they will have something not too dissimilar from a potato. Right now, it's just a very rich, mushy parsnip. Exactly. Mm. Yum, yum. As you all sit, and before you eat, Elim clears his throat. It is the way of the world that nothing lasts. Yet the old church teaches us that as the time of all things draw to its end, the science of the world shall become as one. The remnants of those that came before shall be made whole as I am is born, and I am shall remake the world anew. 
Adonai was the first of the true science, the first to spread the gospel. In time, others flocked to him, and Adonai wielded the power of relics from science past, and took unto himself the remnants of those science who served him should they fall. Yet as time gathered like dust, and Adonai's power grew, he found he struggled to comprehend the intimacies of humanity. Soon, he was overwhelmed with the knowledge and the power of Iam, so much so that he retired his mortal form, transcending to a greater state where he might watch over us until the final science should fall. And so he chose his greatest disciple, Sibboleth, to serve as his pontiff upon this earth, to ground the old church in humanity and compassion, and to lead the people in their path to the new world. <clears throat> That's all. What a lovely story. It really came from your heart. Came from the scriptures. Not that I've been terribly good at reading them. Hmm. How long ago was all this? More cycles than you can count. Do you two wish to see the last scion fall and the new world be brought to us? Oh, do I wish it? <laughs> That's a hard question. Um, it will. That's that says it's written. He's not wrong. I've seen no evidence to suggest that this won't come to pass. And as time has gone on, and our parents tell us of the times before when signs were plentiful, and there were cities, even collections of people bigger than the small towns we have now. Now such things are so far away and seem like myth. Seems like an end is coming. This is boring and sad. I want to eat. This child speaks all our minds. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, not yet. First, let's let's give our love, shall we? I love my family. I love the time I've spent with them. I love everything they've given me. And I want to apologize for the things I put them through before you came. And <laughs> before you came again. <laughs> and I want to thank all of you for what you've done for us. Be blessed in your continuance. Very kind. Do you have anything to say? I'm, first of all, thankful that uh, no one's trying to eat me or my friends or the rest of you yet tonight. <laughs> I think that's a strong, much stronger start to the evening than our last celebration. The family kind of chuckles awkwardly with a bit of an apologetic tone. And I'd also like to say that um, I'm grateful for the uh, the family that you have here. It's uh, refreshing, change of pace, I could say. It's clear, looking at, at your mother, I say looking at Strema, that she cares about all of you more than she does herself. It's nice to see. I appreciate that everyone here greeted me with kindness and not fear. It has been long since I have had a holiday like this. And I hope there will be more. And that will have its continuance. Hmm. I have begun to realize how much I still have to learn. Sometimes even things that come naturally are not easy. Like 
forgiveness. And I am thankful for my family, but I am also thankful for yours. Thankful for this opportunity to spend this time and learn from all of you. I beg you'll forgive an old man his emotions, but this has been one of the nicest times I've had since I awoken. This is what I left behind. This is all that I knew. And I'm sure it seems strange how I treat you all. The great scheme of things, we've barely known each other. Complete strangers. Different ends of the multiverse. And yet, as I mentioned, when we first met, you all remind me very much of things I left behind. Halophon, with your bravery and brashness and sense of humor, so much like my brother. Penny, with your wisdom and kindness, passion to learn, and gentle heart. Every aspect that I loved most about my sister. And Gaspar, you are an inspiration. You are courage. You are ambition. And a promise to learn things we do not yet know. And without these things, I would be nothing. It is my strength. It is the breath in my lungs. So forgive my love for you. But it is my reality. The family bows their heads. And they say, Blessed in your continuance. And then, in peace and in joy, and in relative quiet, you enjoy a meal. The first good home-cooked meal you've had in some time. And as the peripheral light of the false sun shines on either side of the vertical horizon, you all find a sense of home in this faraway place. So the gutter witch was all, I put a curse on your house for all time. Which seems like a pretty big overreaction to me borrowing a stoop pie. But joke's on her. I live in an apartment. You gotta wake up on the good side of the bed to get one past old D-Brad. Everything you say cranks the dial of the mini flat-top grill of my heart right in the undersized apartment of my chest. Couldn't agree more, Dirk. I was thinking maybe tonight we'd go out for some fancy ham steaks. Good evening, gentlemen. I'm back and ready to get back on that quest grind. Looking sharp, Dirk. Ah, butterscotch. Professor Bookbeard is back. Nice to see you too, Dirk. This is the guy you told me about? Yeah. Listen here, Rust Bucket. You've been picking on my pal Dyke for too long, making him feel like his brain is bad and his words are wrong. But his words and brain are both good. I'm the new chair in town, and our best friend power is a flame that will never go out. So you'd better bounce those thick hips back to the University of Know-It-Alls, or you'll have to deal with the dagger. Excuse me? Boys, boys, don't fight over me. First of all, Nate, I could fold you like a cloth napkin, but lucky for you, I don't enjoy roughhousing. Second, and most importantly, while I was out and about traveling the realms and rubbing elbows with the elite, I discovered some hard truths about our friend Nate Daggers here. One of the reasons I hurried back instead of milking my vacation days. I don't like where this is going. Turns out Nate, 
is a wanted criminal. Wanted on three different dimensions, in fact. He's a con man, with a mountain of debt who changes his name as often as his clothes. Which, by the smell of things, is maybe every two weeks. Is... is that true? Are you a crime boy? Is Daggers even your real name, or is it just another non de plume? Dark, it's more complicated than that. I'm impressed you managed to dupe the execs at EXPN, though considering their usual hiring practices, I suppose it's not that world-shaking. But your ability to manipulate poor Dirk here with honeyed words and fancy wallet chains makes me sick. It can't be true. I wouldn't loan all that money to a nasty man. Dirk, uh, about that. I trusted you. I thought our souls had mated. You blew me up full of hot, romantic breath just to deflate me with the needles of deception. I knew you were too true to be good. You should leave. Dirk, I... Just go! Sorry, Daggers. When you leave, though, be sure to say hello to the armed Zenith enforcers surrounding the studio. They're dying to meet you. Dirk, of all the spider lies I've web-woven over the years, my feelings for you are as true as they get. As for you, Rustman, you'd better start giving my boy here more credit where it's due. He ain't some scratching post for you to sharpen your wits on. He's got a good heart. Farewell, my friend. Daggers out. I'm... I'm sorry your new friend wasn't who you thought he was, Dirk. That has to be a hard pill to swallow. New friend? More like only friend. Tell you what, I'll give you some time to process this info. Get those cameras off. Give this man some space. I'll be back in a bit, Dirk. Everything will be back to normal soon. I promise. In the meantime, let me know if you need to borrow a few gold. Back to normal. Right. Hooray. Bazonkas. Yeah. Merry holiday. Merry holidays. So you guys basically just did Thanksgiving, but without the genocide. Yes. Hey. A better. A well, we well, don't. We don't know the full story behind that, that story he told. <laughs> it sounds like it could be hiding a little genocide in that. Uh, tale. I was. I was going to say we don't know what effect the bats are going to have on the ecosystem yet. Sure, sure, sure. It can only be good. Look. Like, worst case scenario, we come back here and it's all bats. I genuinely thought you were going to say worst case scenario, which I think is definitely a very penny worst thing to say. So I would love for you to work that into your life. That, okay? that is <laughs> the worst case I will. scenario. Worst cake scenario. Vanilla. <laughs> the great Zenith Bake Off. Uh, vanilla. Worst cake scenario. <laughs> Oh, my God. All right. Who's rolling? What's the deal? Uh, I think I'm rolling because I did the last Michael. one, right? Yeah. D4. What's the plan? A dwarf. All right. It's a two. That's a penny. Oh, shit. It's been a minute. The diversity in this run. So yeah. that means that we've got to start with the MVP and play the game. Whew. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I feel like it makes sense for me to try and pitch the first MVP. And just since, since I want the, mm. I want it to be one of you wherever possible. And I think it makes sense for me to pitch that and for you guys to pitch the play of the game. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so for me, MVP was Hal for a few reasons. One, he succeeded pretty wildly in almost every single skill check he tried to do. Very mm-hmm. true. Mm-hmm. Uh, stuck to his guns and stuck to his character very tightly and just generally was a fantastic source of comic relief. But honorable mentions to fucking everybody because literally everyone here had something that I absolutely fucking adored. And this chapter so far has been 
a long time coming for me and I've been really excited to do error uh, and to really kind of show its elements a little bit more. And you guys have all really brought that to life for me. So thank you so much. And, uh, but yes, definitely for me, MVP, it's how. If we ever have somebody die while we're down here, you can call that episode fatal error. <laughs> Just thought of that. That's pretty good. I was like partway tempted when Zach was like, you know, what else? What else is on the table to just be like, oh, they they cut the regular deer. <laughs> oh. oh no! <laughs> it so wasn't quite the right enough. tone, so I didn't say it. Yeah, that's fair. So play the game then, mm-hmm. unless we're unless we're going to contest unless we're going to contest Zach's MVP. Play, no, that's the, it's, I, it's I hard think to that's debate. It's pretty, pretty straightforward. All right, let's play the game. Mm. Bats, bats. I think it's. I think it's the. I, th- I think it's using the the bat flute to. <laughs> I really liked the bats so yeah. goddamn much. I've been waiting to use that item for so long. Maybe next time we come back, it'll be us fighting giant bats. Yeah. Taken over. <laughs> like I said, worst case scenario. Worst it's all bats, scenario. and I love bats. No, yeah, worst case scenario, they all got eaten. Oh, by the scrawl by your pet (laughs) we just go out there and it's like a big fat fox in a hole full of dead bats so like all I could think of this episode is like that scrawl lives a great life (laughs) just eating chili rellenos making love to other scrawls you got dick squirrels he'll bang them (laughs) oh lord I haven't seen a bat like that since the dick squirrel (laughs) okay so with that comment Let's introduce our cast, our professional, professional cast. Yes, I'm Michael Loving. I'm a professional voice actor in this God's Fall and Kill Every Monster. I'm a professional dungeon master on rare occasions at this point. I play Halifan Orison Jr., the Asimar paladin, barbarian, and player of fox lizard creatures. There you go. With her. <laughs> wither, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Player wither of fox lizard Damn creatures. Good speak words. Yeah, mm-hmm. professional voice actor. <laughs> yeah, and English major. <laughs> I keep forgetting that. Yeah, triple threat. My name is Angelo Kaluig. I play Gaspar, the headless rogue of the Phantom subclass, and I am not a professional. <laughs> that is a dirty, dirty lie. I'm, calling, a ba- I'm a bad liar, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> calling you on it is Dana Ebert. I play Penny Farthing, the fawn you know, Penny. I believe the air date of this episode is December 20th, mm-hmm. in which case, on the 15th of December, I believe Pathfinder Lost Omens Monsters of Myth just came out. Ooh. And just in case, I'm not going to spoil which part of it I wrote, but I can tell you it's a monster from Thuvia, which is a desert region. Mm. So you might be able to figure out the desert region monster that I may have written. Can't mm. wait. Oh, dusty. Sandy. Sandy. My name is Law. I play Avos Isadora, Grandpa Sad Pipes. <laughs> <laughs> um, Witness of the Withering Acre and uh, creative director of Slapdash Studios. And I'm Zach Barkas. I am the Dungeon Boy. And thank you all so much for listening to me fucking yammer on in exposition dumps uh, about my stupid world. And I hope you've enjoyed it so far. I want to thank Hedegar the Editor for his fantastic editing and uh, Brie Golden for the maps she's been making for us. And that's about it. All right. Well... If you want to find out anything more about the cast, about the show, or find any of the good links to the Discord or the merch, go to theluq.com. And then, you know, go to the Discord, because the Discord freaking rocks. And... And you know what you can get us for the holidays? Five-star ratings. 
and new <laughs> listeners. Damn right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, yeah. On on this holiday, I am thankful for all of our fans. Woo. I am thankful for our moderators. Woo. I am Woo. thankful for being on this great show. Our patrons, Woo. our legendary Woo. teams, all all make it awesome. Yeah, man. If you're listening to this part of this episode, it's pretty safe to say we're thankful for you. Yeah. That's you know dead on. Yeah. Dead on. If you're listening this far into the outro, we're we're grateful mm-hmm. that you are so supportive. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So until next time, be blessed in your continuance. And we wish you luck. Aww.